Hello, everyone. Bill Wilson, Senior Editor of Supermarket News with another episode of Supermarket News Off the Shelf. I'm here with Jeremiah McElwee. He is a Chief Merchandising Officer for Thrive Market. Jeremiah, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Great to be here. So talk about Thrive Market. You know, give, give us a little bit of background, uh, what really stands out when you're talking about Thrive Market. Yeah, um, we are a mission-driven grocery store. That's the, the simple way to say it. Um, our mission is to broaden access to natural and organic products. Um, all the food we sell is non-GMO. We have a heavy focus on certified organic, regenerative organic as well. We're B Corp certified. We're also true certified for zero waste. Uh, we're climate neutral certified. So we really put our money where our mouth is in terms of um, solving a problem that exists in both food and also accessibility for our members. So we, uh, for every paid member that joins, uh, pay $60 annual membership fee. We donate or give away a free membership to a lower income family, teacher, military veteran, or first responder. So we call those our Thrive Gives members. Thrive Gives is our nonprofit arm of, of the company. So not only do we give away free memberships, but we also respond to pretty much all natural disasters, anyone in need that has a need for food. Um, one of our primary goals too is food equity and creating more access for people who simply can't afford to eat well or eat healthy. So we've given millions of dollars to in grocery stipends during COVID and also just for food equality across the country, working with local NGOs. So we really view ourselves as a mission-driven grocery store that focuses on the highest quality standards and the highest sourcing um, possible for products. So, I mean, talk about your zero waste initiative. I know food waste is, is very big in grocery right now. Um, that movement is really starting to pick up. Do you want to talk about what you guys are doing regarding that? Yeah, food waste, um, we're fortunate because we're direct to consumer, we're direct to our members. So we're able to limit food waste as an output from our system. We also work with a lot of suppliers that upcycle foods. That's been a huge trend, as you likely know, um, for upcycling food and food waste into actual valuable products that people use. In terms of our zero waste certifications, that's all of our offices, but most importantly, our fulfillment centers, which are true certified zero waste. So um, literally no waste output coming out of our facilities. We've also been able to reduce our plastic usage by over 70% in the last year or so. So we're really focused not just on zero waste coming out of our FCs and shipping to our members in 100% recyclable boxes, but we're also focused on reducing plastic and being plastic neutral um, with everything that we do. And we work extensively with our third-party brands that we offer and within our own brands. We have 700 own brand private label products that we work with, all of which we've worked to reduce or minimize the use of plastic, increase the amount of recyclable content, re recyclable, recycled content in the products. So we make it not just part of our everyday mission to be zero waste, but part of the deeper work we do with our brands, with our own brand suppliers, and part of the narrative that we talk about every day with our suppliers so that our members and anyone that signs up for Thrive Market 
can feel really great about the, the purchases they make with us. And then you, you also mentioned that you're climate neutral certified. Um, I'm assuming a lot of the recycling efforts go into that, but can you explain that and how you guys achieve that as well? Yeah, I mean, one of our, our biggest goals is to be climate positive. Um, so we've been working with sustainability consultants. We've been really focused on this goal of climate positive impact by 2025. So really it's, it's carbon reduction, it's waste reduction, and it's plastic reduction. So across each of those, we have tangible goals of reducing and then you know being carbon positive ultimately um, as we go. And again, it's um, it's a blessing and a curse, right? To be as diverse a group of products that we work with, because we work across all major grocery categories. We also work with health, home health and beauty. We work in pet. We also sell wine. So that gives us the ability to have a lot of touch points to impact all of these areas. It also comes with a lot of challenges and a lot of barriers that we have to work through in all the different categories we play in. But as I mentioned earlier, we've really leaned into regenerative organic, um, both within our own brand supply chains, but also partnering with incredible third-party brands that have regenerative organic initiatives around the globe. And um, if, if you, I'm sure you're well-versed in regenerative, but really supporting biodiversity, supporting carbon drawdown, supporting improving soil health and carbon in the soil. And uh, most of those brands and most of the brands we partner with also have plastic reduction and waste reduction as part of their tangible goals as well. So we've tried to be a hub for those efforts in addition to our own goals to help facilitate learning, facilitate sharing across the brands and uh, really facilitate impact um, for the climate and, and for the world um, in terms of the food system, but also the environment. So how has this year gone for Thrive Market? How's 2023 been as a year so far? I know we're only three or four months in, but how's it looking? Yeah, it's been really great, actually. We, like everyone, we've been in living through the, the inflationary impact and, and the economy that we're all, we're all facing here in America, but um, we fully expected a slowdown, more of a plateau kind of year. We, we kind of had buckled down ending 22 and, and plan for this year of kind of retraction and really just doing what we currently do even better. And in turn, it's actually been a pretty strong growth year um, where we're growing low double digits so far and we're really happy about it. And um, we continue to add members, we continue to grow product sales. So it's just been a really strong year out of the gate, knock on wood, let's keep it going. But it's been really exciting and a thrilling year so far. We've even set some company records along the way, which has been great. So how have you been able to, you know, help your customers during these times of inflation? Uh, you know, have you instituted any kind of programs? What have been done to try and help your customers combat inflation? Yeah, we've, I mean, we have been very diligent around trying to minimize the price impact as much as we can. I know, you know, it's been, gosh, going on three years now, right? That we've been kind of in this COVID world and then this post-COVID world where, as you know, all too well, supply chains have been dramatically impacted around the world. And that doesn't just mean historically, I mean, I've been doing this 30 years and historically we would see a blip here and there with a commodity or we'd see, you know, a crop failure somewhere in the world that would affect a certain a certain category. And well now over the last three years, we've seen 
literally everything that could happen happen, whether it's supply chain disruption and transportation, whether it's components and packaging, whether it's material shortages, um, whether it's crop failures, whether it's war, global wars, global conflicts that are causing shortages, we've faced everything. And we've just done our best on our side to mitigate as much as the price inflation, inflation as we could. So we've been able to keep prices down. We've also been working closely with our brands to offer more promotions, offer more, more broad sales, um, doing everything we can to kind of pull pricing down and offer more value to our members. Um, we've also donated, as I mentioned at the top, uh, millions of dollars in grocery segments for families in need, particularly during COVID when you know there was a lot of layoffs and a lot of pullback. Um, we offer those stipends for families that reach out and say, you know, I want to shop more with Thrive or I'm a Gibbs member, but I can't afford healthy groceries. Is there any way you can help me? And so we want to make sure that anyone who wants or needs healthy food has access. So that's been a huge focus for us. We also um, periodically do donate at checkout campaigns where, you know, similar to what you'd experience in a grocery store where people can round up their their card or round up the spare change. And then we put that into uh, these funds for grocery stipends for, for members in need. So we really try to be as holistic an approach as we can, both with keeping everyday prices down, but also supplementing with Thrive Gives uh, stipends for people. So you've mentioned COVID. Talk about you know how you got through COVID. And I mean, are you still working through it? Uh, a lot of grocery stores are still working through COVID, even though it's kind of fading away. Uh, talk about some of the strategies you implemented to get you through COVID. Yeah, it was, I mean, we all lived it. It was, it was pretty traumatic. It was, you know, not just on a personal level and a human level, but just for business. And I think uh, it, on the e-commerce side, we saw tremendous growth. And so the hardest part early on and, you know, in the first year was just keeping up with that. And being there as a service for our members. I know um, it was widely covered in the media that e-commerce boomed because everyone was staying home. But on our side, we were scrambling to make sure we could actually fulfill those needs and deliver to people at the time they needed it the most, right? While also maintaining pricing, like I said earlier, and not gouging. We never raised prices during COVID. We never were part of any of those practices. So it was our commitment. To your question, we, um, and I kind of alluded to it with your question about how 23 is going, we fully expected maybe some slowdown or some drop off, but we saw quite the opposite where we've been able to maintain a lot of the members that we, we gathered during COVID, if you will, they've been really pleased and we've been able to grow our membership base and continue to grow the business. So it's been pretty exciting. And then I think too, we um, have approached this from a partnership perspective with our suppliers. So we have a lot of direct trade partnerships. We have a lot of really close vendor relationships and we're patient. Um, the nice part about e-commerce and direct to consumer is that we don't have store shelves. We don't have um, distributors in the middle and like a lot of complication in our model. So it's very easy for us to be patient with suppliers and really wait. We're not holding shelf space that you would see in a brick and mortar um, where we've got to fill that with something else or we've got to move on to the next. We're able to really partner with not just 
brands, but farmers and, and people who are growing food and people who are supplying food around the world to say, okay, we understand you're going through the ripple effect of this global pandemic. How can we be there at the end when you're ready? And how and we will be there and we're not going to walk away. And you know, subsequently we've gotten a lot of goodwill and a lot of gratitude from our supplier base where they're coming back to us and saying, hey, you were there at our darkest moment or when we were struggling, we want to be there for you. And um, I was alluding to it before, but it pays dividends when you're talking about cost negotiations or there's a price increase and we can maybe split the difference or there's just more mutual understanding there because of the collaboration and the partnerships. So what are the trends, what are the trends that you guys are seeing and you're capitalizing on, you know, technology has been a big thing, you know, with grocers, um, talk about what you're seeing out there and, and how you're using it there with Thrive Market. Yeah, it's been an asset of ours. We've been in business over eight years and we started the company with this idea of making not only broadening accessibility, but making the online grocery shopping experience easier and specifically as it relates to special diets or special dietary needs. So we've, we launched the company with over 70 dietary filters and social value filters. So you can sort the website however you want. You can sort by gluten-free or vegan or keto diet or paleo or wind-powered companies or women-led companies. Um, so there's, uh, and many, many more. Those are just a handful. And so it really has put us, what we've learned over the years, on the bleeding edge of diet trends and new ingredient trends. So we try to leverage both our sort data and how our members are shopping the site, but also our search not found and what people are coming to the site looking for to continue to evolve our product mix and make sure we have the most current, best products we still have a lot of the legacy natural and organic brands and products that you would love you find in any health food store, any bigger, large chain natural supermarket. But we also have a lot of brand new emerging brands. We launch um, over 1,500 new items every year from you know some brands you've never heard of and really cool and innovative products. In terms of the trends, I mean, we've seen uh, keto, the keto diet evolve into this broader low sugar, no sugar trend and the sugar replacements being kind of replaced, pardon the pun, by foods that are naturally lower in sugar and foods that are no added sugar. Um, so that has become more of a, a completely secular trend where people are just realizing like less sugar is definitely better for me. Um, we've continued to see Asian flavors and foods really gain traction and continue to gain traction. And um, that's been really exciting too. Um, hydration has been a really, really key area of trend for us, particularly on low sugar, no sugar, um, like the keto friendly hydration beverages um, and mixes. And then protein continues to be a, a high focus, high protein diets and incremental protein. And the other broad one I would say that we, we continue to see, and, and I would say this is a byproduct of the pandemic, is um, just convenience. People really want convenient meal starters. They want meal solutions. We also do frozen foods. So we've seen just a huge uptick in frozen meals and healthier meals. I, the reason I say, in my opinion, it's linked to the pandemic is just, you know, we all started cooking at home a lot more. We weren't going out to eat as much. And um, we were home. We were home with our families. Our kids were 
schooling at home, there was like way less busyness. Then we emerged over the last 18 months or so. And now we're all so busy. I know I ask myself almost every day, like, how did we used to do this? How was it? How was this what we did every day? Well, this is so hard now. Um, so anyone, everyone, I think, is looking for those hacks to do things faster, more convenient. Um, we've seen an uptick in like single serve snacks for kids um, and healthier options, which historically due to MOQs and like the food system, it's been very hard to get healthier options there, but those have emerged. So I think convenience and families are, we're all hustling now out there. So I think anything that can make it quicker, faster, easier, but also healthy still has been a huge, more macro trend. So what customers are really driving these trends? Is it the, you know, the Gen Xers, millennials that are really uh, capitalizing on, on, you know, natural organic foods, or are you seeing a diverse mix out there coming through your doors? We do see a diverse mix. Um, interestingly to your question, it does skew a little bit older, like Gen Xers, like myself, um, and, and folks who um, have, growing families, but more towards the older kids spectrum. Um, but I would say we have all, we have all folks in our member base. The other interesting trend that we've always seen since we launched the company is we have a high concentration of members in the South and Midwest um, in areas where, you know, there's food access, but not always a lot of healthy food access and not a huge penetration of natural supermarkets or um, natural and organic products available. So that's always been um, quite exciting to us because that's that's how we kind of started the company and that was the mission. And seeing that high penetration in those areas tells us that we're doing a good job reaching folks who maybe can't find the healthy products they need. But again, we're kind of, we're spread out, we're nationwide. So we kind of see members across all demographics and across all audiences. Anything else you want to add uh, about Thrive Market, the direction you're heading into? Not really. I mean, I think, um, you know, what, what really sets us apart is, is that part of our ethos are all these deeper commitments that you've been kind enough to let me share about today around sourcing and ingredient standards, um, leaning into regenerative and organic, really working with our suppliers on ethical sourcing down to the human level verifying labor practices, all of these things are part of who we are at Thrive. And I think that really sets us apart from a lot of our competitors who maybe are, you know, dabbling or dabbling in marketing initiatives in certain areas. It's part of what we do every day. And, and we have a saying, it's, we have a broader mission, but one of the things we're focused on is as we're trying to solve for this broader mission of accessibility and natural and organic, inherently by opening our business doors, we could feasibly create multiple multiple other problems. And we try to not do that every day that we open. And we try to solve all these other mission-driven problems, if you will, along the way as we navigate the food system. So um, I always hope that people understand all that due diligence and just being part of who we are, not even something that we're, uh, we're not always great about talking about it because there's too much to unpack there. But uh, thanks for giving us the platform and, and letting me talk about it some today. Jeremiah McElwee from Thrive Market. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much, Bill. And thank you, the listener, for listening to our off-the-shelf podcasts and look for 
more podcasts in the coming weeks. 